1: Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Level Up, the esports and gaming show with me, Nathan Bliss, esports and gaming writer at REACH PLC. (music) Laura and Shanila came on to discuss the Digital Schoolhouse programme. The programme uses play-based learning to engage the next generation of pupils and teachers with the computing curriculum. Backed by the creative digital industries and government, sponsors include PlayStation, Nintendo, Sega, Ubisoft and outright games. Each digital schoolhouse is based in a school, college or university environment and aims to work with a growing network of local primary and secondary teachers to deliver creative and cross-curricular computing lessons using play-based learning. Through this, it supports the computing programme of study for the national curriculum in a way that leaves pupils and teachers feeling inspired about and engaged with computing and the wider creative digital industries. A massive part of this is their national school's esports tournament. The tournament aims to immerse students with careers in esports and the video games industry by connecting them with industry professionals and facilitating work experience, enabling each student to put classroom theory into industry practice. Before we start the episode, I just want to say a massive thanks again to Laura and Shanila because it's actually the second time we've tried to record this episode. The first episode we recorded, we spent about 50 minutes chatting about Digital Schoolhouse and the file corrupted. It was unusable, technical issues. I had no idea what's happened, so... I just want to say a massive thank you to Laura and Janina. They came on for a second time to chat about Digital Schoolhouse. They were so good about it. So I just want to say thank you very much for taking the time to chat with me. And I really hope you guys enjoy uh, this episode. Joining me on Level Up, the esports and gaming show today, is Laura and Shanila from Yuki. Yuki uh, is a non not-for-profit trade or association for the UK's games and interactive entertainment industry. Uh, Laura and Shanila, thank you so much for joining me today. How are you both?
0: Very well, thank you. Oh, good, thank you.
1: <laughs> Great. And I just want to be upfront with, uh, with our listeners straight off. We've recorded this episode before. So um, I just want to say an extra thank you to Laura and Shanila because we had a few technical issues and we've, we've already recorded this exact same episode. So um, <laughs> Laura and Shanila have, have been so kind and she, they're coming on again to talk about Digital Schoolhouse and the amazing impact it has on on children all over the UK. So I really thank you for, for doing that. Uh, just thought I'd be upfront about that for our listeners. Um, <laughs> no
0: problem.
2: At
1: the back. So um, let's talk about Digital Schoolhouse programme then. Um, because it's, um, it's an amazing programme that, that you guys do. Do you just want to give us a brief introduction of, of yourselves and, and what you, you're involved in at Yuki?
0: Sure. Um, so my name's Laura. I am communications and programme manager for the Digital Schoolhouse programme, uh, which means I look after all things comms and help with the running of the programme generally. Um, so as you mentioned b- before, we're part of the UK team, so that's the UK Games trade body. Um, and our lead partner is uh, Nintendo UK. Uh, we're entirely backed by the industry, which is fantastic. So first off, it's thanks to all our amazing partners that we can, uh, we can deliver these incredible opportunities to our students. Um, essentially, uh, the program helps to engage uh, young people with computer science and careers within the video games industry and related uh, jobs. Um, and one way in which we do that is by our eSports tournament.
2: Hi, uh, so I'm Shanila, I'm Head of Education for Yuki, and that involves overseeing our uh, programmes, including Into Games, student membership programme, Ask About Games and the Video Games Ambassadors, uh, but also involves heading up the Digital Schoolhouse programme.
1: Just want to talk about Digital Schoolhouse in more detail because um, upon hearing about it before, and reading, the more I read about it the more I think it's just such a fantastic program and as you said it's backed by sponsors including PlayStation, Sega, Ubisoft and like you said Nintendo as well. Um, So obviously the eSports side of it is one thing but the there's each digital schoolhouse is based in a school, college or university isn't it and it works with primary, secondary teachers to deliver these cross-curricular computing lessons as well. Is that just one side of it? And then you've got the esports side of it as well.
0: Yeah. So the the way that the program works in terms of our computer science workshops that we deliver um, is that we have schoolhouses, um, which are secondary schools, colleges, and um, we now have a primary school on board and they act as um, local hubs within their region. The idea is, is that primary school pupils um, visit them. This is obviously in times that aren't COVID-related. The idea is that primary schools go and visit them. And then our schoolhouses deliver these play-based computing workshops. Um, And a big part of that is actually delivering part of the computing curriculum unplugged, which means without technology, um, and using things like household objects, playing cards, Play-Doh, to teach complicated uh, computing concepts such as algorithms and programming. Um hopefully the primary school and the teacher are thoroughly inspired and engaged with computer science and can then go back to their primary school um, and disseminate that information to other teachers within the school. Um, so really, the idea is to empower teachers, but also to engage students.
1: So what you're doing essentially is supporting the computing programme of study for the, the national curriculum, then, aren't you? Just giving them extra support and because uh, I mean, it just sounds amazing. When I was in school, like IT and computing was just so boring. It was just like Excel spreadsheets and and uh, and that kind of stuff. But um, I suppose you you support in that curriculum in a way that's fun for the students and the teachers, aren't you?
2: Yeah, I think that's the um, it's the fun is certainly the essence behind each of the resources that we deliver. It's about capturing that sense of play. Um, and sort of using, uh, using those playful learning techniques to bring across and sort of teach those subjects, uh, to the students. Um, you know, our, our one of the things that we say to our teachers is, you know, you have them for four hours in front of you. So your, you know, your aim is to inspire these kids and motivate them to want to continue, uh, using and, and practicing and learning their digital skills when they go back to school afterwards. And the only way you can do that is if they have fun while they're with you.
1: Yeah, and I was just reading your report from twenty eighteen. It says that ninety nine percent of eight to fifteen year olds uh, play games. So it's only it's only right that that's that's kind of part of the curriculum in a way, and that's because that's what they're interested in, and that's what they want to. That's how you're going to engage them, and um, you know they they might not know that esports and gaming is a career moving forward. Um, So that it's it's only going to be beneficial to them both in at present and in the future as well.
2: I totally agree. I mean, it's just the thing, you know, video games have uh this amazing power of sort of being able to tap into every single child, regardless of how you categorize them according to which kind of diversity classification or any other classifications that schools have. Um And, and that's incredibly powerful. The fact that you can walk into a classroom and say, who wants to make a game? Who wants to play a game? And every single hand will go up is incredible. There are very few Resources or mechanisms out there that will have the same reaction from s- almost every single child, um, and so I, I do honestly feel if we're not capitalising on that as educators, then we're missing a trick. You've got fifty
1: schoolhouses, you've reached almost sixty thousand pupils, and you've supported around seven and a half thousand teachers. Now that's a massive impact, and that's a massive reach that you have in and. Um, I'm I'm hoping that there's going to be, I'm I'm sure there's there's going to be a positive impact from that in both now and in the future.
0: Absolutely. We actually, um, so we spoke about kind of our computer science workshops and then our esports tournament and actually um, our combined reach is now over a hundred thousand pupils, which is incredible and like a really nice milestone for us. but certainly the more the more schoolhouses that we can bring on board the programme and the more primary schools that they can engage with, the more pupils we can reach. And, you know, and hopefully we're engaging pupils with computer science um, and esports and video games careers um, that they'll then, you know, study study related uh, subjects and then come through to work in our industry. Um, and, you know, we say often, you know, we're, we're, our aim is to prepare students for jobs that you know don't necessarily exist yet so it's about kind of informing and and, and upskilling them let's, so that they're ready for that
1: let's talk about the esports tournament then because this is just amazing uh, the more i read about it the more I, I fall in love with it and i wish i was at school or at college or university now doing this because it just sounds amazing so correct me if i'm wrong um the the esports tournament basically you set up in a center education center whether it's a, a secondary school primary school university whatever and yeah. um the students themselves have to decide which roles they're gonna take on because they're hosting an esports tournament within their center so they have to do the admin they have to manage the event they have to have shoutcasters and hosts they have to have production crews uh, they have to have a community manager and then they have to have the actual players themselves so they have to they have to sort all that themselves and decide which roles they're doing, and I mean that just sounds incredible. Do you want to tell me a bit more about that?
0: Sure. So actually, that's just one element. Um, first off, it's probably um, it's probably clearer to say that we our esports tournament falls into um, activity that we deliver called immersive careers. So the idea is is that as well as engaging um, engaging students with um, well competitive play. Uh, we're actually embedding careers education into something they're naturally engaged with. So the school heats, um, they take place within the education centre, as you said, um, and we provide our teachers and students, uh, with real life esports roles such as community manager, events manager, shoutcast, host, team manager, and of course the players that we've written with industry for education. And the idea is, is that by students fulfilling those roles, they get a taste for what it's actually like to be in that job role, um, which gives students an amazing sense of responsibility, um, I mean, they're fantastic. Some of our teachers um, can essentially give that information to the students and they run it themselves. That's promo in school, technical setup, um, everything. So it's really incredible to see how they embrace that with is in school and also how that impacts the rest of the school as a whole. Um, you know, we have amazing feedback whereby at their club's fair, it's the eSports tournament that has the longest queue which is crazy because traditionally you may have your sports clubs chess clubs etc um but the fact that has such an impact and there's such an appetite um is great um and after after they delivered the tournament uh, at school they'll have their school champ um, and that school champ then competes in our regional qualifiers so historically they've taken place in belong arenas um, within their local communities um, and they play off local teams Um once you've got your regional champs they'll go through to the semis and then the grand final which again usually takes place at uh, Gfinity's London Arena which is such an experience so there's lots of different stages and lots of opportunities for them to learn more about esports and the video games industry as a whole
1: yeah so one of the one of the the parts of this i suppose that the reasons why it's 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 so important is because just looking at the um the 2018 report that came out from UK, there's a real kind of digital skills gap in that um these esports and gaming um jobs Um, they're increasing all the time but the there's a a bit of a gap between the industry and the education side of things because it's been reported that 65 percent of current primary age students will ultimately end up working in jobs that don't exist yet so there's that kind of gap between where what what students want to do now and what they'll actually be able to do in the future so this gives them a taste of what their career could look like
2: yeah 100 percent um it uh, and, and that in itself is is so important because, as as you as you said, you know, kids kids can't aspire to careers that they don't know exist, and it's easy to forget that. I think sometimes when you're sort of sitting in industry and you know you're you're in that job and you know all these other people in that job and you know and it's it's easy to then sort of deliver things and but delivering things, for example, at. Uh, if you're delivering a careers thing and, but you're doing it at, for example, a games conference or you're doing it at something else, then it, it, there's this almost where you're, you're preaching to the inner circle. So you're preaching to the converted, as I, as I call it. Um, but there's a whole bunch of children that won't necessarily attend a games conference and therefore they're not accessing that careers talk for them. They see the end product of a video game and, um, unlike, uh, certain other careers, when you see the end product, know you don't see the people behind it you don't know whether this game was made by one person in their basement or a team of 100 people Um, and it's it's easy to kind of make those assumptions Uh, and you know because you know quite a lot of students uh initially they you know you have this impression and you you know you might think oh i really like games and I, i wouldn't mind working And making games but are really not that interested in programming and for them then that's write off and it's really important to sort of break the mold and go out there as i said sort of speak to these speak to the children and just and show them that you know it's not just about programming whatever your passion is there's a space for you within the industry and that's why for us within the esports tournament it's so important for us to showcase these wider roles because people can still be involved within the video games industry in the broader sense and they can still do any number of jobs and they can vary in their technical expertise. Um, but it's, allowed, it's allowing students to kind of showcase those opportunities. Um, and oh, I love it at the physical events um, when, for example, you know, we hold our regional qualifiers at the Belong Arenas um, around the country. And that's fantastic because they can see... You know, they can see the big screen and the you know th- those are streamed and they can see that stream on the big screen and and that stream looks exactly like if they're watching a, when they watch stream at home, so when they're watching when they're on Twitch or YouTube stream or when they're watching game makers at, uh, players at home, uh, it looks no different. But then with a slight turn of their head, they can see the students that are actually playing that game. and then they can see the technical setup, they can see the belong staff. Uh, walking around organizing things setting things up and they can talk to them and that's incredibly important being able to talk to them and so it, it it's it's subtle but not so subtle in that with a slight twist of your head you are so immersed in that world you just can't get away from the fact of really it's like unpeeling the the digital layer off off the industry and showing the students what's underneath that's so amazing
1: because i mean when looking back when i was at school when i was younger It's very rare when you get someone like from a careers background to talk about what you could possibly do in in your future career. It's very rare that you actually get to try out like jobs in real life or get to actually try out what you might be able to do and actually see what the what the role is. So to have that experience for them, it gives them a real hands-on experience of hang on, I can this is what something I could do in the future and it's really cool. It's it's something they can it's it's like a unique opportunity for them.
0: Definitely. And I think role models are also a big part of that. Shanila mentioned, you know, belong staff at the arenas that students can engage with. Um and naturally there's lots of other industry professionals that kind of interact with students throughout. And that's so important, you know. Our students see jobs um within esports or in the video games industry is really exciting, which they are. Um, And to kind of see a real person um, in front of them talk about that is inspiring for a lot of our students, uh, certainly.
1: Shanili, you mentioned before about misconceptions in the industry and that there are are a lot around in terms of the gaming industry and the esports industry. And there's a lack of understanding out there from, from some kind of generations. I wanted to just touch on... How how much um, you maybe have to educate the teachers as well around gaming and esports is that is that again another valuable part of this program?
2: Oh, hundred percent. You know, I I just think you know you can you can sit and talk to or engage with thirty kids and you've made a difference to thirty children. Um, but you can sit and engage and talk to thirty teachers. And you've impacted potentially 3,000 children, uh, if not more. Um, because teachers will spread the word once they know something, they will share that with their students whenever is appropriate, time and again, year after year. That, that knowledge never goes to waste and, and the, the reach is only exponential. Um, and so, you know, it has been important because if you think about where children goes for, go, go for careers advice, it's, it's to the educators within their school, and it's parents largely. Um, and it, you know, there's a lot to be said for the expectations and the conversations that happen around there. But if it's, you know, we found that teachers at the start of the tournament, you know, when I first started, sort of the year one of the tournament, it was, I've got this crazy idea. Who's interested? And and you know, it was um, it, it, there was there was a lot of unknown. It was like, well, what is esports? And Uh, What is the benefit of this? And the first year we ran eSports tournament, I sort of started, you know, the the idea was born in 2016 Um, and we had four schools on board and those were sort of four very visionary schools and who had no idea what the ultimate impact would be. We knew this was going to be around careers and our aim was to try and inspire children sort of with careers education. But, you know, we had no idea what the farther reach would be. But by the end of that, they knew a lot more and it's been really wonderful um, being able to get that feedback back for the teachers that take part in it for the first time, you know, it's a really, they go through a learning curve and they, they're immersed in the world of esports themselves and they learn a lot. And some of the feedback from teachers has been incredible. We've had teachers sort of come back to us and say, um, what's, what's amazing now is that I can speak to the children in a way that, they can relate to. I I can talk about role models that they're aware of and that they look up to, um, and and I didn't I couldn't do that before, um, so I yeah, it's just I think educating the educators is just as important as to educate the kids,
0: and I also want to use this opportunity really to thank them because it's our is our teachers that enable you know the students to take part in the tournament. It's them that believe in the benefits of what we're doing, and clearly they see value in it. Um, so, you know, they did a fantastic job this year. Uh, usually our grand final is physical. As I mentioned earlier, it takes place in the arena. But naturally, because of the landscape at the moment, um, it had to be a virtual event, which was a first for us. Um, and our teachers were so ready to embrace the virtual final um, and get bored with what we needed from them. So uh, that's also great to have that support from within the school as well.
1: You make a great point about that kind of education as well because I spoke to a lot of people as part of this podcast that are involved in the esports industry, whether that be professional players, professional coaches, uh, content creators. you name it um, from all walks of life within esports, and I mean the the main the one of the main thing that like links them all is that when they went to their parents or their grandparents and explained what they want to do as a living, there was that reaction that oh what, what that won't be a career or oh what are you doing get stop playing games like get a proper job that type of thing. So that can only change through education, and hopefully this program will make that sort of thing a thing of the past like you're saying with the teachers um they'll understand it a bit more and then obviously when these when these children grow up young people grow up um to become parents themselves um when their children want to be involved in esports there won't be that backlash and there'll be that extra support and hopefully that'll be the thing of the past
0: i think i think as well um those careers roles certainly that are in front of the camera like being a shoutcaster or a host as part of the tournament are perfect for demonstrating certainly the soft skills that you can gain through being involved in the tournament. Um, you know, we've we've spoken to parents in the past and have some wonderful stories about how um, their daughter or son might be um, slightly shy at school, quite quiet, not very confident. But through trying shoutcasting, where they're, you know, articulating themselves, having to think on their feet, um, think about their behavior in front of the camera, their confidence has grown. Um, and they've just really kind of flourished, I guess, in that role, um, which is amazing. And, you know, also when we had the physical events, certainly um, in of you know, when parents were part of the audience, they could see the, the kind of the benefits firsthand, but also all the behind the scene roles. For anyone that's been to Gfinity Arena and, and seen a tournament live, it runs like a, a TV studio, essentially. The production is just phenomenal. And I think once you get to see all those other roles as well, that's really eye-opening.
1: I'm glad you mentioned that because i was just looking at each 2018 report on it, which might be a bit old now, but I think it's, it's still very valuable to look at some of the results from it um i'm glad you mentioned that kind of confidence because some of the the you look at what how it might help them in the future with their careers but in terms of present day and how it helps them now you had an increase in friendships an increase in personal growth an increase in transferable skills an increase in changes in aspirations and also the diversity of students who are getting involved male female from bame backgrounds as well um there's just so many positives to come out of it, both presently and in the future. Did you see a change in these students from when they first got involved in this program to at the end?
2: Yeah, I think it's fair to say that, um, you know, you, you can you can see the difference and, and it's the teachers see the difference. They they see them every day. But it's been interesting because there's. Um, uh, you know, there's, there's some some of the schools, for example, that started taking part in the the tournament uh, in the earlier years, and, and and they've sort of been involved, and they've come back, and it's been wonderful. With one school in particular, you know, two of these students um, went on to university and studied. Actually, uh, one was one's doing uh, studied an esports degree as a result of it, and the other one went into a computing degree. But they continue to be involved, and you can sort of see them getting involved and, and mentoring the kids in their own school. And, and you know, it's just really sort of taken off. And I think, you know, um, the, their involvement, their confidence and, uh, you know, they, they become stars in their school. You know, you think they've, they've, any kid that makes it as part of to represent the school team at the regional qualifiers has beaten maybe a hundred, 200 in some schools, 300 kids to get there. And, and that's an amazing achievement, just in itself. So uh, you know, when they go back to their school, regardless of how they did in the regional qualifiers, they're stars, they're celebrities, and then you know the other kids kind of look up to them. and I, that that does wonders, and the reports from the teachers have backed that all the way.
1: Yeah, if you think about like the school ecosystem, especially when, when I was at school, it was like the football team, the cricket team. do you know what I mean they were the kind of rock stars so it's good to see that people who are interested in gaming and esports have that kind of elevation in confidence as well and they're they're appreciated for for their skills and their confidence in in that way
2: yeah no, it's the esports team Um, and there are schools and that are now including that and talking about it more especially you know some of those um, earlier adopters where they've really seen the transformation in the in the buzz and environment that it's created for the school. Um, and, you know, this kind of recognition for this additional sector of careers that the entire school can talk about. So ultimately, you know, it might be a teacher running it with 150 children, but, you know, when they do that, you not know, just the first year, but then we'll come on to the second year, it has a transformative effect on the school itself and how they're, uh, you know, they become readier to adopt, um, you know, the other, sort of the other tech roles that aren't necessarily publicly publicly talked about
0: another great benefit that we found um that's actually reported in the engaging education report that you've um you've referenced um was that uh students that were involved in the tournament were more likely to participate in team sports afterwards so again i think there's potentially um you know a pocket of students that might be less confident um, and not ready to engage but this is kind of given them those team working skills they've had to exercise their communication skills Um, and through doing this they're ready to to potentially get involved in team sports within the school which is a really nice benefit
1: another benefit i wanted to talk about is the female participation as well because esports is a very male dominated industry from my experience and that needs to change um instantly in my opinion because we're missing out so much talent in the industry. Have you seen an increase in female participation in your
0: programme? Yeah, so um, compared to last year, the 2019 tournament, we've actually seen a 46% increase in female participation, which is absolutely amazing. Um, and, you know, there, there are multiple factors, I think, to that. But having a really inclusive game is one thing that uh, we think definitely helps. Uh, the game title uh, this year and for 2021 is um, Super Smash Bros Ultimate. So I think that's certainly been part of encouraging more more people to take part.
1: And you mentioned the the grand final as well. Um, you had a panel, didn't you, uh, as part of the grand final? And and three of the panel were female and it was a very diverse panel as well. And that's really important, isn't it? Because these students, they they wanna see people who look like them, who are doing the roles that they wanna do. They, they need that kind of role model to aspire to. So it's great to see that kind of diverse panel um, there. Do, do, do you think that had a big impact on the students as well?
0: Definitely, um, you know, we mentioned role models earlier, but you know, it's, it's really important to to show students that the games industry is super welcoming. I think one of our panellists even said that, you know, there is a place for anyone in the games industry. You've just got to kind of find your passion and and work towards it. Um, And they were really inspiring. And we think certainly certainly allowing students to see industry professionals and hear about what they're doing, how they've accessed their current job role is really important. Uh, for them to understand that they can do that too.
1: So, who um, who actually uh, won the esports tournament um, in the the previous program?
0: This year, New College, Swindon, won the tournament, so they're UK champs.
1: And was it a fairly close contest in the end, or was it were they just the outstanding? Do you think?
0: Oh, it was close. It was close. Um, they played um, Coventry College, um, and were male matched. Um, but yeah, the. You know, our, we had uh, hosts Nims and Bowie and Alicia Judge uh, that were uh, commentating on the stream throughout the day. And, you know, they remarked on the the kind of talent of our players that were taking part. So it was certainly high quality.
1: And that was on Super Smash Bros Ultimate, was it? Yeah. So you, you mentioned, didn't you, about Nintendo being your partner. You, you told me off, off call that you've got some prizes to dish Avenue. you i mean that's just like the icing on the cake isn't it for these students having some nintendo merch
0: yeah absolutely we've um i mean i'd say it's been like christmas opening all these gifts but they're not for us so it's kind of sad <laughs> uh, boxing them back back up but um no we made it into the office today to to sort out those prizes for everyone they've got some bumper super mario goodies which is amazing um and lots of games as well so um hopefully that should bring a smile to their faces when they arrive at school and of course um new college swindon um have the amazing one-of-a-kind uh trophy as well on the way to them so lots of goodies
1: and i forgot to mention as well that the panel was actually in animal crossing new horizons wasn't it um which again it that just just makes it just all the more familiar for them because it's such a popular game on on nintendo and That must have been pretty cool to be able to do that for them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Go on, Shanila. (laughs) <laughs> no, I was just gonna say it was
2: so exciting to to do that and to be able to um host that panel in Anam Crossing. It's a first for us. Uh we like firsts. We like we like doing things differently um outside the box. I think our teachers expect it of us now. Uh they'd be quite surprised if we did anything kind of run in the mill. Um but no, it was incredibly because It just adds a different spin on it, um and it, a different environment and um it, it's just so much more engaging. And it was it really was a wonderful panel to watch. They they the panelists have off to them. They did an absolutely fantastic job on that.
1: Brilliant. Now how can how can schools get involved and send education centres get involved in this um in this programme if they want to be involved in it?
0: Um, they can check out our website which is digitalschoolhouse.org.uk. Our registration for the 2021 esports tournament is also open until the end of November. Uh, so we'd welcome you to visit our esports page um, and you can see the details for registration there. If there's any um, students listening that would potentially um, be interested in being involved, we'd encourage you to talk to your teachers um, and we invite any questions that you may have. Um, you can also get in touch with us on Twitter. So that's at dig schoolhouse. Um, yeah. And, and we'll be in touch with you.
1: Brilliant. Thanks, uh, Laura. I just wanted to just touch on the um, the education side of things as well and the, the lessons because I was just having a quick look at the Digital Schoolhouse website while you were talking there, and I saw a bit about how video games can enrich learning in lessons, which is something I've never thought about, but it's a kind of really clever thing to talk about. Um, We talk about the Among Us is obviously a very popular game at the moment. It involves developing a convincing argument, and you're all stuck on a spaceship and you're trying to fix it. But it was amazing how you can turn that game into a lesson because anytime players can stop the game and call a meeting to discuss who they think is the imposter but in schools this has turned into a brilliant tool to highlight fake news and how it's often how you state your argument rather than having the best facts that wins the day so I mean that's just an amazing thing that you can you can use a video game as a learning tool that just highlights how this program is I mean it's it's just a perfect way of communicating with students, and like you said it talks a bit on their level rather than having the traditional teacher methods if you like
2: yeah no thank you um i I totally agree, and you know i it, so video video games tap into our innate nature to play and that you know humans are playful beings you know we you know and and we we do that it's 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 how we learn um one thing that I say is we never actually uh, we never actually stop playing. We just stop learning through play or teaching through play rather. Um, so and it, and I, uh, video games sort of being, being that sort of 21st century embodiment of play, um, it's a natural way. Again, it sort of goes back to 99% of kids play games. Um, and if we don't use that as a medium, as educators, we really are missing a trick. Uh, among Us is uh, just one of many, but you could almost look at, to be honest, almost any video game. And most of them, if not all of them, arguably, have some form of um, logic or thinking skill or problem solving involved. Um, you know, there's some kind of strategy. You know, there is, they, they all develop something and um, you can use them to highlight uh, so many different things. I mean, so many people, for example, have also talked about angry birds and how you can use that to teach physics and angles. Um, you know, there's, there's all sorts of, uh, games out there, both that are marketed for educational use, but a whole lot of games that are not marketed for educational use. And actually you just need to, an educator to look at them with an educator's eye and you go, oh yeah, I can identify what skills those are teaching. How can I now best use that in my classroom? Um, it's like, why, why are we not, why are we not doing more of this? Because, you know, the kids couldn't be, you know, couldn't be more excited. You know, the moment you bring something like that out. And then you ask them, you know, you you get them to play a game level and, you know, they have a great time doing it. And then you ask them to talk about what they did. And they're more than happy to share about what they did. But it's, you know, children will pick up these skills. They won't necessarily realize they're picking up these skills if you just let them free play by themselves. So that's why the role of the educator is so powerful, because the educator can, you know, almost press pause and bring everybody back and tap into and allow students to kind of reflect on, what they did how they did what they've learned how they've applied it and that brings that to the fore and when students are able to begin to recognize the skills that they're beginning to develop through gameplay you can then do a lot with it and you can then take it further and the educator can move on with that
0: an amazing example of that actually if there's any home educators parents carers out there teachers or even students um When we were in deep lockdown, um, we did a series called Computing at Home, which was delivered by one of our team members, who is also a real life teacher. Um, And they were delivering computing science lessons, but using household objects, like I mentioned earlier. Um, And they also involved games. Um, So it might be worth um, hopping over to our YouTube channel and having a look at there um the other thing to mention as well if you're interested in understanding kind of the breadth and depth of roles within the video games industry um we actually have a whole playlist of videos from industry professionals called one minute mentor and they are 60 second videos where they talk about their role um and how they got into industry um so again yeah if you're interested in understanding what careers there are for you then take a look at our youtube channel
1: Brilliant, and thanks both. It's It's been really amazing to chat with you about this because I just think it's such an amazing program that you've, you've created here. And um, I think it's so important, like, like we said before, we've seen so many different reports, haven't we, about the esports and gaming industry, about how it's growing exponentially and uh, how it's supported over 100 million in gross added value in the UK economy and how it's supported over 1,000 jobs in 2019. And with the industry growing more and more every year, these jobs will be available in five 10 15 years time and we need these we need these education programs to for these children to fill these roles in the future because otherwise we're going to have no one to fill them so I think it's such a great a great thing that you, you both are doing and I, I wish you all the success with it and um I just think it's an amazing program well done it's, it's such an amazing thing that you're doing thank you for chatting with me again um really <laughs> thank you for having us <laughs> and um and i uh, wish you all the best with it thank you very much thanks
2: thank, thank you,
1: you.